Hi everyone, this is Tom Wiley and welcome to the State of Work podcast, where we'll be mashing together the latest news, events and interviews with heavy hitters, all to discuss the ever-changing world of work. If you haven't already, hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast platform so you'll never miss a beat. And now to this episode. Hello and welcome to State of Work, brought to you by eDays, the world's smartest absence management platform. This is Tom Wiley and today we'll talk about the changing attitudes towards sick days with incredible research findings from award-winning business energy supplier, Love Energy Savings. We're joined by Love Energy Savings PR manager, Rosie McDonald, to take us through these research findings and CEO Phil Foster on lessons they've learned as a business through the pandemic around sickness absence. Rosie, Phil, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Welcome. Absolute pleasure to have you with us, guys. Thanks ever so much for your time. Rosie, we'll start with you first. So take us through what your research has found. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Um, so we performed a study of over 1,000 UK employees uh, back in April, mid-April this year, and it revealed some really interesting insights into the way that the attitudes have changed towards taking a sick day since before the pandemic. The most notable uh, piece of research that we found was one in five people are actually now more comfortable taking a sick day compared to how they felt before the pandemic. And that's in stark contrast to one in 10 people who feel less comfortable. And if we drill down a little bit further into the people who felt more comfortable, a huge 80% of those people actually attributed this to their employer taking illness more seriously. And in fact, they found that 39% of those people felt their employer was better prepared to cope with their absence compared to how they were before the pandemic. We also saw that there was a huge increase in appreciation for self-care And a lot of people attributed this to coronavirus and how much it actually proved to them that they need to take better care of themselves. So that was 56 percent of people actually felt that way. Um, The other thing that we found in this research was that 36 percent, so over a third of people, attributed feeling more comfortable taking a sick day to the increased flexibility uh, provided in the workplace over the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And what was really interesting with that, and thanks, Rosie, from a from a business perspective, we could really resonate pre and post pandemic to back them numbers up in, in the sense of attitude. So pre pandemic, we were one of them potentially typical businesses that would have a very detrimental view towards sickness. And we would challenge sickness a bit more with the, a bit of an old fashioned attitude. There's it really about that? Come in, see how you feel. And then, and then, and then we can decide together whether that sticks or twists. So. The ability then of having 100% of your staff working from the office to some of our teammates, I'm unwell, I then face this daunting prospect of either driving or going on public transport from A to B. That fear alone is enough to say that it's not for me, I need, I need to take some time off, I'm, I'm unwell. But post-pandemic or during pandemic, where we've had more flexible working from home, we've seen a significant reduction and we've been able to create the the uh, equilibrium, as I call it, of openness, which is rather than I'm sick, I'm unavailable for work, is tell me what the problem is. Can we find a solution together? So that might be I've woke up and I feel a little bit yucky and therefore I'm going to leave it a couple of hours and see how I feel without the fear of commute. And therefore, from a flexible working perspective, we can then change the parameters of the working day, which I can certainly see that the one in five then who feel that their employer is more sympathetic to sick and feel more confident because of the openness and the flexibility that the blend of home working and office working created to take away some of them fears. So I think, Rosie, to, to kind of back that up, that's certainly one. In terms of um, attitude towards well-being, we were a business that really looked after the physical side. 
you know, we had our own restaurant where we could control food and we could then, you know, put on healthy options as well as, you know, other varieties of food that would cater for everybody. And also by having an on-site gym and access to fitness classes, we could promote healthy living. But I think in reflection, one of the things that we not really overthought was about mental health, mental illness, where, you know, people are, are very good at putting on a face. But underneath that, you peel away the crack and, there's, you know, there's a problem or something that needs to talk about. So once we all went to home working in March, we really stepped that up as a business in terms of we can't really see you. It's a virtual world. We reached out more and we really uncovered some quite, you know, interesting background to people that we were able to work with. What that presented was another challenge for us as a business was we were very good at the physical element that we now lost. So we had to sharpen up on the mental side, which we did. So how did we look at that? And I think this was one of our greatest successes is that we created virtual fitness classes, which for two things, allowed people to focus on something else other than work in the pandemic in the morning. And secondary was a way of engaging with teammates on Instagram and WhatsApp and actually keeping fit. So it created a real sense of community. And within that, then created what, you know, a new phase that will be with us for always is the equilibrium of openness. Um, and people started to reach out because, you know, me leading by the example in my garage, in my gym gear, kind of said, well, if I can do it and I'm OK about it, then everybody else should be OK and I can talk about it. And then finally, just on that 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 openness panel is what there were some really dark days for me during the you know during the pandemic. I'd not really been a work from home type of guy, you know. Loved the buzz of the office and being around my team and being able to see and touch it and feel it and smell it. That was my real sixth sense whether the you know the business and customers were being looked after. So by me having the courage in our weekly updates live on camera to say, you know what, I've had a pretty rough week. And this is what I did about it. And this is who I spoke to. And this was the theme of it. Again, we've seen that personal vulnerability that I had resonate with some of our staff that has then created to back this up that we are now seeing probably better than one in five of our team that are actually picking up the phone to say, I just don't feel it today. How I've got so I've got a problem. And then generally the team on this side is saying, well, that's great because we've got a problem later on in the day. Should we should we shift? Should we shift it? You know, Not to mention uh, seeing you in your shorts makes you appear, appear a lot more human, Phil, <laughs> every morning. Yeah, yeah. it's X-rated <laughs> TV, Rosie, but hopefully it's great. It's the, it's the right thing. So, you know, and, and, and that's one of the things that I think has been the greatest success and as the attitude towards it. Now, previously, we saw we saw about two to three percent of our teammates would be sick on a daily basis. But when you got on the skin of that, we know that the phrase sick day can be used for multiple things. Let's be real. You know, we've, we've, we've all done it. And I think if anyone who says they've not done it, pretty much not being straight, that I need some time off to do something that's really important and I haven't got limited holidays left or I don't want to waste a holiday. So, you know, I, I'm ill, you know, and through the pandemic, you know, we, we know that the evidence tells us that, the you know, 90 odd percent, I think the survey was rosy, that they've not used the pandemic as an excuse to take a sick day, which is brilliant. Yeah. You know, and I think that is true, uh, but that may change in the future. You know, so uh, we know that sick days are kind of disguised for other things. I need a bit of time off to do this. I need another time off to do the other, which manifests itself in the guise of a sick day, Rosie, doesn't it? So, again, by having this really openness of culture is to say, you know, if you need that, then talk to us as a business, because that might actually 
solve a problem for us in that dead in that space that you need during the day that we're generally well in a sick day uh, we can we can fill the gap somewhere else because you know the attitude out there to sick is that generally there's no winner in that the the the, the employee loses a day of production and maybe maybe at financial uh, loss maybe you know in some businesses the customers may benefit due to poor service and not having the you know the the, the attitude that they need and the business benefits from a loss of productivity. So there's no winner in, in the old way of sick day. So having a more flexible approach to, to, to the way it is and trying to be more accommodating, as the stats say, creates a win-win all round. Yeah, well, I think that your equilibrium of openness still is so important because in, in the survey results, we did find that in the one in 10 people that felt less comfortable in taking a sick day compared to pre-pandemic, that was actually 66% put that down to worrying that their employer wouldn't believe that they were ill. So I think that that is so important, making that conversation and making sure that that comes from both sides, because ultimately we don't want people suffering in silence, because as you said, it, it's, it's a lose-lose for everybody, isn't it? You know, unhealthy people just doesn't give fantastic customer service at the end of the day. Definitely. And let's let's break the word sick day out, because, again, as we discussed earlier, the, the phrase itself lends itself to I am generally not well. You know, I cannot physically do my job today because of ill health. That is definitely front and centre, a key reason. But in, in there somewhere is I just need a bit of time off to get something done. And I've not got another way of doing it through I've just really just can't be bothered today, you know, yeah. and, and all the way through to maybe other reasons. So if we can break that down. And what's what we found is the actual number of kind of we're now looking at genuine sickness. And now it's like as sickness is and I've been pulling myself and you generally find that it creeps up on you in the in the in the morning through the night. But as the day goes on, you find yourself feeling yucky at nine o'clock and by 11 o'clock you could run a marathon. You know, it passes pretty quickly. So, again, why lose a whole day's worth of productivity for the sake of a few hours that can be easily adjusted? So, you know, we're, we're not there yet. We're very much working on this as a culture around flexible working. And another side of this is really this opportunity to carry out the task from home versus the task from the office, you know, which is a real big, scary kind of elephant in the room isn't it when you wake up and you think right i've got to get my game face on i've got to get from a to b i really can't face that now that has actually in the new world solved the problem that i can do my role i just don't want to be able to to face that if it is you know something that can be worked uh, from home so we're completely seeing that in the real world what 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 we're seeing out there in the in the survey rosie yeah definitely i think the flexibility aspect is is really important because Life obviously doesn't play second, figure, uh, second fiddle even to work. It, it shouldn't either. And I think that now we're all so much more digital. As you said, we've got the option to actually just say, you know what, I need to pop to the shops for, you know, half an hour or I've got a hairdresser's appointment. And rather than taking that hour, you can actually move it later on. I think you said, didn't you, Phil, that, um, that the new flexible way of working has kind of come into form in, in the customer service side a, a lot as well. And sales. Yeah, we're evolving. Flexible working for us took on the basis of home versus office, but we've now taken that to another an, another step out there. Really, is home versus office is flexible one, but now flexible two is choose your hours that's suiting with your childcare, with your daily task around it. So 
Yeah, you know, as employees of a firm, we've all got a minimum commitment to our businesses that make the wheels go round. But that minimum commitment doesn't have to be between the old fashioned start of start of shift, end of shift. We can be a lot more flexible with that. And we're really winning some um, some strong engagement by creating this is if the if the role's done and it works for customers and it works for our teammate, then then why not do it? Yeah, definitely. So moving forward, what would you say is really important? Like what, what lessons can we learn from these survey results in particular? Very, very much around fostering an environment where our, our staff can really feel comfortable that in the event of genuine genuine sickness or I just need some time to do things that they feel 100% confident that they could do that without the fear of consequence. And I think we're really heading up. The other thing is now with, with homeworking being so prevalent is, you know, again, re- going back on it, we were a business that really promoted health and well-being and you know, I've worked from home and that fridge is not very far away, you know, and it's accessible, you know, and therefore is how do we as employers keep reinforcing that message around, you know, if you're not commuting, you may be a bit more sedentary than you was before. Food is more accessible. So it's just around constant education and, and, and keeping that message front and centre between everybody, really, um, a, a, around that, because as we've all seen through the pandemic, you know, we, we've seen the COVID virus um, be more prevalent in kind of anyone with, with health issues versus those who've not had health issues seems to be the stats that I'm picking up. And therefore, that backs up what the survey was saying is I'm more conscious of my health. So homeworking, we've got to be extra diligent that we don't fall into that that trap. Yeah. So that's certainly that I think as employers, we should be thinking about and, and comment that uh, as much as we possibly can. Yeah, I think the the attitude towards mental health is also really important. And obviously, they tie into one another, don't they? I mean, you doing your fitness less pump every morning really, really ties into feeling ready for the day and making sure that we're still feeling connected. And I think that all feeds into, you know, not taking those sick days as well, doesn't it? Because I think you said, Phil, that um, the amount of people now taking a sick day in the company is a nominal um, figure, isn't it? as compared to two percent pre-pandemic and do you think definitely that that's... I mean, you know I, I i couldn't back this up with stats but i'm sure that i have read somewhere that as a result of lockdown and interaction then general illness has got better or reduced you know yeah. outside of covid so that's obviously a, a factor but coupled with that when you know we know locally now we've, we've got some non-covid viruses kicking around for stomach flu etc etc that's not showing any symptoms of covid it's like you will get ill because we're a human and we're bodies and we do contract things is, you know, is working around the bits where I feel particularly unwell and unable to work at that time. If that's a whole day, that's a whole day. It is what it is. But if there's certain pockets of the day that I feel particularly, you know, unable to work, well, let's be open about that and let's, you know, let's work together to find the right, the right solution for us. Yeah, I think it does all come back to communication, really, doesn't it? Like everything comes back to communication, because if, if we open up that dialogue between staff and, and management, that's the most important thing all around, you know, whether that's for mental health, physical health, anything, whether you want to take off that, that hour and work it later, it just all comes back to having that conversation, doesn't it, really? Yeah, and I think the other smart thing that we that we did by default, really, um, is that we deployed some health and well-being um, ambassadors within the business of all levels. 
you know, because there still may be as much as we try to be open, it's kind of, do I want to have this conversation with one of my seniors, certainly the CEO, do I, do I not, you know, as much as you try. And therefore, by deploying a number of uh, ambassadors around the business, it just opened up another avenue of, I'm having a bad day, I don't feel well, can I talk to somebody? And that might be somebody within my cohort or somebody in my level in another part of the business. I and mean, we employ nearly 300 people. So we've got a big, broad uh, construction uh, of individuals of all different levels across different functions. So sometimes it's good to chat to someone you know, but sometimes it's good to chat to someone you don't know. So, you know, by use of social media and teams and virtual world is we promoted these regularly and they are, you know, been influential in keeping everybody, you know, communicating you know, and then feeding and then taking action. And, you know, some of that just writes itself at that level. Some of it needs to be escalated, you know. So these are just some hints and tips that, that kind of we've done. Um, none of us as employers had a playbook going into this, and that's really important uh, to note. And therefore, we've kind of written that playbook as we go, you know, and I'm sure we, one of us and all of us should maybe document that playbook in case this thing happens again outside of our lifetime, you know, we don't want whoever follows us to start from scratch like we have to. You know, generally you can find information on YouTube and social media about how to solve things or give you some, nobody had a clue, you know, so that's really important. And I think on that point, we've covered some points today uh, that hopefully was useful. Uh, but therefore, you know, feel free to reach out to Rosie or myself. Um, you know, Rosie, you know, what, the best way is that, you know, if this has resonated, you want to know more, find out what, 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 what worked, what didn't work in a more one-to-one -one environment, then feel free to reach out and let's see if we can share the learning, uh, because this thing isn't going to go away tomorrow, you know, and, you know, who knows, it may come back after, after that. So we need to be as prepared as we possibly can. Rosie, what's the, what's the best way for, 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 for others to contact us. Yeah, so if anyone wants to reach out, and, and equally, if you want to learn any more about the data findings that we've got, the methodology, etc., the best email to reach us on is pr at loveenergysavings.com. That's all one word. Great. We'll be more than happy to, to help. Guys, that's been absolutely fantastic. Some incredibly powerful insights there from you guys in regards to what you found with the change of perceptions around sick days and how you're trying to foster a culture of openness. And there's a clear risk of absence on businesses, which is which is completely unnoticed. You know, we've, we've undertaken some research ourselves and we found that 55% of businesses don't know the cost of absence on their business. And taking that approach that you guys have, have on board on your business with regards to a culture of openness is, is going a long way to solve that within the pandemic and, and actually taking those learnings and putting them into practice. So thank you ever so much for having us on the show. And again, if you guys have any questions out there for Rosie or for Phil, contact PR at loveenergysavings.com. We hope you enjoyed this amazing episode of State of Work. Thanks for being with us and we hope to see you next time. If you have any questions or feedback for us, feel free to head over to e-days.com and get in touch. Alternatively, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Bye for now.